baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. And, of course, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show the last month, former federal prosecutor Tony Mativi officially entered the race for Kansas Attorney General. He joins former Secretary of State Chris Kobach and State Senator Kelly Warren as the three Republican candidates running for our party's nomination. Mr. Mativi started his career by serving as a paramedic and then working for the Shawnee County DA's office immediately after law school. Recently retired from his position as an assistant U.S. United States attorney, rather, and the anti-terrorism and national security coordinator for the District of Kansas. He was a federal prosecutor for more than 20 years, prosecuting drug trafficking, violent crime, racketeering, gangs, organized crime, money laundering, and terrorism cases. Basically, you don't want to cross the guy. For five years, he was called... He was rather detailed to the Department of Justice's National Security Division, where he was the lead prosecutor on the capital case against the Al-Qaeda operative who masterminded the bombing of the USS Cole in Yemen. Maybe he can prosecute Joe Biden for what he's been up to. In recognition for his work on the case, he was awarded the Secretary of Defense Medal for Exceptional Civilian Service. Tony, thank you for joining us this evening. John, it's nice to be with you. Can you hear me okay? I can. That that intro is a mouthful, but you, you've got a heck of a resume. So, <laughs> uh, Well, thank you. I, I tell people I'm kind of the Forrest Gump of the law. I managed to be standing <laughs> in the right place at the right time for some interesting events. But I'm really glad that you had me on after your monologue, John, because it's just such, uh, to me, what's happening right now in Afghanistan is just heartbreaking. And I am I am embarrassed. I'm embarrassed um, as a U.S. citizen for what we're doing over there. And so uh, I'm glad to have the opportunity to follow your your monologue. Thank you very much. Uh, Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. And, you know, this is completely off topic. But based on what you've done, in particular, you know, trying that capital case against the U.S. coal bombers. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious with what you're seeing and the negligence, uh, and, and we've got an interesting interview coming up next hour with uh, with the uh, Clayman, who you know was the founder of um, uh, Judicial Watch, and I know that one of the things that they're wanting to do is bring a citizens grand jury against Joe Biden because it's hard to hold a president accountable. But uh, you've got well, to more- think that that he's 
I mean, it bears some culpability in this. Yeah, I mean, John, it's more than just negligence. It's just flat incompetence, right? I mean, this is personal for me because, you know, the as you may remember, the first casualty that was named was a Navy medic. And my son right now is a medic in the U.S. Navy. He's an E-4. And, um, you know, that sort of makes it personal for me. But, you know, anybody who is so my experience with the coal wasn't as relevant to this as was my experience in Iraq. So in 2007, I went over to work on the war crimes trials. I deployed uh, as a civilian. I worked in a joint military civilian shop. And on a micro level, my purpose in being there is I was there to help uh, the Iraqis with the war crimes trials. And specifically, I helped four Iraqi prosecutors try and convict um, Chemical Ali, uh, oh, yeah. Saddam's cousin, yeah. Ali Hassan al-Majid. We, we brought him to trial in the 1991 Intifada uprising case where, uh, you know, this wasn't a murder case against with one victim. It was a murder case with 2,500 victims. And so that's what we, uh, as the DOJ folks, were there to help with. But, you know, they, they tried this case. They, they convicted Chemical Ali and a number of others, and Chemical Ali ultimately was executed. But so that was sort of the micro level. The macro level is we were there to help implement and establish and, and, and get the Iraqis to start functioning under the rule of law and to show the citizens of Iraq that the rule of law worked and they could trust it. But the last month I was there, we knew that a drawdown was coming. And so my primary function, other than the trial, was I was working with our interpreters and our translators and all of the people who had helped us. My job was to, to help them interact with the State Department to try to get them visas to bring them over to the United States so that they weren't killed after the troops left, right after the drawdown. And so anybody that's worked on that kind of an operation knows that the order of withdrawal is first you get out the friendlies, the people who helped us, and then you get out the diplomats and the civilians like me, and then you get out the military. And and here we've done that in reverse order. Yeah. And it's just it, it's it's a disaster. But for anybody that's worked under those circumstances before, it's just heartbreaking to see this happen because we know that what's happening is people who helped us are being left behind and they're going to be killed. So, and it just it chokes me up to watch it on the news. I, I have to ask then, Tony, having worked in cases involving drug trafficking and racketeering and organized crime and, and terrorism, why would you want to run for Kansas Attorney General? It, it just seems nowhere near as sensational. and, and, and uh, I mean, it's well, more administrative than prosecutorial. It just seems like it's, it, yeah, it'd be boring. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, John. I mean, I worked in the office for two years. I'm the only candidate who worked in that office. And I know how important that office is. I know that the Kansas Attorney General can make a big difference in the lives of Kansans, right? That office, there are 12 divisions of that office. And 10 of the 12 have to do directly with either investigating or prosecuting crime, which is what I've spent a career doing. Right. You have to make sure the criminal cases get prosecuted, the civil cases get defended, the crime victims get compensated, Medicare and Medicaid fraud gets investigated and prosecuted, vulnerable victims get investigated, uh, the crimes against them get investigated and prosecuted, the KBI is run. I don't think it's boring at all, John. It's one of those things that I have a passion for, which is criminal justice issues. But in addition to that, the Kansas Attorney General can make a difference in the, in the, 
lives of Kansas businessmen and women and make sure that their ability to, to generate revenue and employ other Kansans is protected. We can push back against federal overreach. We can, we can reach out, and when the Biden administration does something like an eviction moratorium that, that they admit is illegal when they implement it, and that hurts landlords in Kansas who are, who are typically small business people, you know, we can push back against that. The, the Kansas attorney general can make a difference. And so, look, I, I'm very proud of what I've done in the past, but I don't think this job is, as you say, boring or administrative. <laughs> the Kansas attorney general can make a difference in the lives of Kansans, and that's why I want to do it. Well, and I don't necessarily think it would be boring. I'm just curious <laughs> with your background if it would be, because I think Derek Schmidt's done a fantastic job. But you yeah. know, having served in the Kansas legislature, I know firsthand how important it is that we have a conservative attorney general who will defend the conservative legislation passed by our, our House and our Senate. Um, I, I don't know you. We've, we've never met, uh, really. I think we, we met in passing at a KLETC graduation a few years ago. But uh, unlike your opponents, you don't have a, a voting record for voters to look to in order to judge where you stand on core conservative principles. Where do you stand on the things that matter to Republicans in a Republican primary, things like the Second Amendment and, and life, for example? So, 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 John, I like to tell people that I am a proudly unapologetic conservative. Uh, I am pro-life. I'm a lifelong Catholic. My kids all graduated from Catholic school. Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm pro-life. I support the value of the both amendment. I, um, you know, I, I do not believe there is a right to an abortion in the Kansas Constitution. I am pro-Second Amendment. I'm a lifelong sportsman and hunter. Uh, I, I believe, and I think that anybody who has known me my entire adult life would tell you that I am, again, a, a proudly and unapologetic conservative. Um, you know, I, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, let me ask you this. Joe Biden's a lifelong Catholic, but he's not pro-life. Um, have you ever donated to these organizations? Are you, are you a member of the NRA? Have you ever attended, you know, uh, any life rallies? Have you been involved with Kansas for Life at all, for example? So I had the pleasure of attending a KFL rally here recently. I had uh, I took great pleasure in speaking today with the two NRA reps at the Johnson County uh, Republican picnic. Um, you know, one of the things that happened when we started Zooming was I'm, I'm not somebody that has a really nicely appointed home office or anything like that. <laughs> My office at home doubles as the laundry room. And so there is only one direction that I can point that camera. And the people who had to suffer through Zooms with me at the beginning of the pandemic had to look at my gun case in the background, right? And I have lots of folks from the East Coast who don't understand why I would own even one gun, let alone a case full of rifles and shotguns. And so there, there is no one who will fight harder as attorney general uh, for Kansans gun rights or for right to life in Kansas. Glad to hear that. I'm sure a lot of my listeners are. Uh, knowing the bills that are likely to pass and then might need to be defended by our next attorney general, do you support the teaching of, of critical race theory in any form in our schools, for example? I think teaching our kids that whether you call it CRT or you call it diversity and equity and inclusion, that's not what our schools should be teaching. Right. This is not an inherently racist country. 
Um, it, 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 it saddens me that that is an agenda of folks in our society to teach our kids that, that this is an inherently racist country. I, I think that's incredibly sad, and, and I, I would um, view it as, um, as an attorney general, I would welcome the opportunity to push back against that. We're, uh, we're talking with Tony Mativi, who's one of the three now Republicans running for the Republican nominee for Kansas Attorney General. You mentioned that you uh, support the value of them both amendment, which is great news. Uh, obviously, that's going to be a major issue on the primary ballot next year. Uh, voter fraud is another major issue these days. We've even seen issues in Kansas dating back as far as 2011, where voter fraud issues have come up. Yet your office under U.S. Attorney Barry Grissom refused to prosecute many of those cases. Uh, I, I know that that was Barry Grissom, but you were in the office. What are your I mean, did you agree with those when they came up back then? So w- one of the nice things about being in the office is that I had a fairly narrow lane. Um, and especially when Mr. Grissom was in the office, I had, I'll, I'll call it a luxury of only working on national security cases. Now, the downside of that is I didn't see any of these other cases. Um, I, I had significant, significant differences with Mr. Grissom. That, that is an understatement. Uh, I have heard uh, rumblings that maybe I'll get to run against him. I've heard Attorney that General. too. Uh, I would love that. That would be a, that would be a great, great campaign. Um, there, there are. Look, our country was founded on the premise of one person, one vote. Ensuring that that takes place in every election is part of the foundation of a free society. If our system, if, if our citizens can't sleep at night wondering whether an election was stolen, then we don't really have a democracy. So from my perspective, it doesn't matter what office a person holds, you have an obligation to make sure that elections are safe and fair and that one person gets one vote, period. Well, and this must have been tough for you because Grissom's a, I mean, he's huge uh, pro-abortion advocate. And then in 20, you know, he had issues back, I know, back in 2011, where he actually pursued civil cases against anti-abortionists. In 2019, his office went after Shane Cox and Jeremy Kettler from up the road here in Newton for violating federal law regarding silencers. That must have also frustrated you. I mean, it's uh, it sounds like there's nothing an assistant U.S. attorney can do about that, though, I take it. No, there isn't anything that assistant U.S. attorney can do about it. And to, and to be quite candid, I mean, that's one of the things that led me to pull the pin and retire as soon as I was eligible is there, there, you know, law enforcement is under siege in our country right now, John, but so are prosecutors. And there are a lot of things that are happening that make it really difficult for prosecutors to do their job. As a line federal prosecutor, I couldn't really change that. As attorney general, you bet I can. I can make this a more favorable environment for prosecutors and for law enforcement. I've devoted a career to criminal justice. The pendulum right now is swinging, John. Unfortunately, the crime rate is up this year over last year. I don't know if you had an opportunity to read the op-ed that I wrote a couple of weeks ago, but the, the violent crime rate is increasing. The murder rate is increasing at an alarming rate. We had more murders last year in Kansas than we have ever had. Law and order is an issue 
And that is something that I have spent a career dealing with. Well, and- so as a career, as a career prosecutor, this is a great position for me to fill. I can hit the ground running on day one. But in addition, I'm also somebody who has been in the courtroom every single day. I haven't been mailing it in. I haven't been phoning it in. I have been in the courtroom every single day for the last 25 years. And I'm someone that the citizens of Kansas can, via, can feel very proud about having represent having represent them in court. You're preaching to the choir to me on the law enforcement side. As you know, I was chair of Kansas Commission on Peace Officer Standards and Training for six years. Right. Uh, that's, that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. I do ask every candidate, I'll ask you, should you, and I'm sure you want to be the nominee, but should you not end up being, uh, the eventual Republican nominee, whomever it may be, uh, would you support the eventual Republican nominee? Should it not be you? Absolutely. I can say that without equivocation, John, it wouldn't matter to me if it were Chris or Kelly. I believe it's going to be me. But if it is either of the others, I will I will be happy to, to be in their camp. Well, Tony, I appreciate you coming on the show this evening. Uh, I respect you for taking the time to sit down with us and, and answer these questions. I know the campaigning's tough, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time. If folks want to learn more about you, they want to volunteer, or importantly, if they want to donate, they can visit TonyMativi.com, and it's M-A-T-T-I-V-I.com, correct? It is. Uh, John, thanks very much for having me on. There were a, a number of things that I wanted to talk about and we didn't have a chance, so I hope you'll have me back. And, oh, absolutely. And talk about all those other issues. Yes, I would love to do that, and, and especially Great. with everything going on in Afghanistan, I'd love to get your take on that, too, again. So we'll have you on again, my friend. Thank you, John. Look forward to it. Appreciate it, Tony. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phones are open, 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 